welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. My name is Melissa Robbins. I am bringing you an episode today all about some tips for trade show and mistakes that you don't want to make. Now, this is peak trade show period. Um, lots of people might be exhibiting in the next couple of weeks at a trade show or about to think about it in the next six months. So these are some tips that I see again and again um, or I talk to other you know clients I work with and brands I work with again and again about these things. So I just wanted to bring them out here as a general episode about tips and mistakes you don't want to make. So let's get into it. Number one is that one of the things I see again and again is people treat it like a market. So lots of people who are exhibiting at trade shows may be also exhibiting at a boutique market, you know, finders keepers, um, um, all the different ones out there, big design trade and so big design markets and stuff like that. So if you do that often, you often you will have your setup, you will have the way that you approach things, but the trade show needs to be different. Now you can use some of the same fit outs, you can use some of the same display things, but the way that you set it up needs to be different. The physical space needs to be different. It's a different vibe of the buyer who's coming and a different approach to buying. So they're not buying one thing of one unit of your product and they're not just buying for themselves. They're buying for their store and they're buying in bulk. And ideally, you would have this custom for a long term as well. And they, most of the time, people want to be have long term stockers, uh, suppliers that they work with as well. So the approach is different. You want to get people to walk onto your stand. You want to people to see your whole range, what you offer in one hit. So ideally, maybe, you know, obviously it depends on what your product is. You might have one shelf that showcases every one of your range, or you may have a display area that, you know, showcases one of your categories. You really should be able to ship buyers should be able to see your whole range in one go and see what is available as well as then also see how it looks in a visual merchandising way and how it looks set up in store or you showcasing unique and um, clever ways to VM it because it makes it easier for them to envision it in their store too. So make sure you, you understand that's a different vibe, a different approach to buying. You're trying to get people onto your stand and stay there and have somewhere for them to maneuver and walk around, see the whole range. Um, So that's what you want to do as opposed to blocking off often a market, you have everything at the front and you're not necessarily wanting people to come back. So definitely have your furniture, your layout, your display um, set up in a way that it gets people to come onto your stand. All right, number two is people often put up barriers. So I see that they almost reject the buyers without even meaning to. So often I'll see that they don't have everything priced. Um, You need to have everything priced, whether it's a discrete price underneath the product, whether it's a little label next to it or a little signage that shows all the pricing. But you need to have pricing on there because as a buyer, I need to know straight away when I walk on that stand, if you're not available to talk to me, or maybe you've, you know, you've, next door at the other stand for one second or whatever it might be, I should be able to make a decision about the whether I want to buy that product or not because I can see the pricing. And the pricing is also listed as 
you know, wholesale and or retail. I want need to be able to see what the wholesale price is. So if you've got one price there, people shouldn't assume that is your wholesale or retail. I would be putting WS there so people know it's wholesale. Or you've got two prices so people can see your wholesale and retail price so they can also calculate margin that they're going to get too. So make sure that you have pricing on your product. Um, as I said, it doesn't have to be um, a loud display. It can be a small, discrete display, but it should be priced so that I can understand as a buyer if it's right for my store or not, if it fits into my what my target market's willing to pay for things. And then, yes, if you've got the, marg- the retail price there too, I can also see what margin you're going to give me. So that is a great setup because you don't always there to tell people you might be having a conversation with another buyer and someone walks onto your stand. So don't assume that you know, that they are going to also check, cross-check the catalogue. Like that's just annoying as a buyer to have to use the order form to figure out what the pricing is. So have that visible and obvious and easy for people to see. Other things is you should have something physical for them to take. Not everyone's going to, not everyone's going to want a catalogue or something to take with them, but you should have that available. So have a physical item for them to take, a postcard or a business card or a physical catalogue if possible too with an order form. That would be ideal because they're going to make decisions not necessarily on the spot. You should have a minimum order. Respect that your product um, has enough value and worth that it you're charging a minimum order. Don't go in and, you know, think that because you have no minimum, you're going to get more orders. That's not necessarily the case. Have a minimum order and respect that, you know, people should be paying, having that at least that small amount, whether it's $200 to $2,000, depends on the price point of your product, but have a minimum order. Um, Another thing I see, which is sort of annoying, um, I feel, is having people have no photos sign. Now, I understand you don't want necessarily people to showcase things six months ahead and you could you could have sort of some signage that says that, like this is for, you know, release in six months' time, so please don't um, share photos of this on social and stuff like that. But when I see a no photos sign, I just sort of feel it's really um, super paranoid about people going to steal your designs. It's super, you know, you're closed off that you don't want to share what, you're, what you've got and that you're worried about everyone else. To me, that's just a sign that you're like not running the business in the way that I think um, is productive way to sort of, you know, set yourself up. I don't know. That's just personally for me. I just think, why, why do you have to have that? Like not everyone's there out to steal your designs and everything. And you're at a trade show where people are seeing everything. So don't have that up. That's just me. Right. Number three is um, the pretty woman scenario. You make assumptions, you know, when pretty woman Julie Roberts went into the store and then people make assumptions about how much money she can spend and stuff like that. Don't do that. Don't assume what people's, um, how much they're, what's, what's high amount for them, what's a big spend for them or a small spend for them. Don't assume that the stores that might not, you know, have a great social media presence or be super cool aren't valuable buyers as well. When I was national sales manager for a brand, some of the best, my best customers, best stores that I worked with had absolutely no social media at all, but they had a great core customer base that had been around for a long time and they had a really great core customer. So don't make assumptions about what the, how much the buyer is going to buy um, based on either what they look like or what their store name is, if you've heard of them or not. 
every store is different and buyers often know their customers way better than you know anyone else so they're going to know if the product's right for them or not so don't make assumptions about the people coming onto your stand what they can afford how much is is a big order or a small order um you know be open to what possibilities there could be out there all right number four is you don't know your terms and conditions or your supply chain um, details so it's really important to know them prior like you know what is your minimum order um, how long to take for delivery when when should they expect delivery how long between when they pay for their order they're actually going to get their order understand your supply chain and the biggest thing here is to always under promise and over deliver. So if you think that you're going to get your stock in three weeks, tell them five weeks, but then it might be ready in four. Don't um, don't try and make it shorter because then that's when you get caught out and people pay for things and then they get frustrated if they're not going to get their delivery in time. The biggest thing for retailers as well is cash flow. They can't afford to pay for an order three weeks out and then not get it. You know, when you're a retailer, you need the, if you're paying for product, you need the product there as fast as possible. So understand how you can make that happen and understand from their perspective that cash flow is king and that if they've paid for their stock, then they want to get their stock to be able to resell that as fast as possible. So really understanding that um, is important too. So supply chain and what your terms and conditions are on order, like whether you have shipping that is a flat rate or whether it's calculated per weight or, or, you know, dimensions and stuff like that. So understand all those things about your range, about your business, so that they can, um, you know, if they're asking you those questions, you've got the full um, information to share with them. All right, number five is that you treat each sale as its individual sale. Now, that sounds a bit strange, but what I mean is that you might get a $300 order, which is your minimum, and then you treat that customer as a $300 customer. What you have to do for being a wholesale, um, you know, business is make sure that you understand that the customers that you pick up at a trade show or as a stockist, ideally they're going to be long-term customers. So don't view each one as that individual sale, but think about how much they can, you know, how long they can stay with you, how loyal you can be to each other to build relationships so that they become a long-term customer. Have a think about them as, you know, like if you know that if you've been wholesaling for a little while that, you know, if someone starts with $300, it doesn't mean they're going to be that customer annually or in a lifetime. So how much are they maybe going to spend with you over the time that they're going to be with you? And most of the time, stockers don't come and go every season. You might have as you build up your stockers um, list and your, you know, who you sell to, if you've got a hundred stockers, 10, 15 might fall off every season, but you know, the bulk of the majority are going to stay with you longer term. So the turnover isn't, you know, huge, depends on what your product is and how often you bring out new releases and ranges and, you know, price points and all that sort of stuff depends on all those things. But your stockers that you pick up, Um, They may spend $300 with you now, but what are they going to spend with you over their lifetime? So really maximizing, you know, just viewing things as that lifetime value, that long-term value. What are they going to be and how can you start the relationship in a positive way to build that long-term relationship? So that's just something to view. Just think about, like, don't view each sale as just, you know, I only got five sales and then I'm a minimum at $300. That's all I got view it long-term, view it how you've started relationships with these people and 
most brands that you'll speak to who have been around for five to 10 years will tell you that they've still got some of their same stockers that they picked up at the trade show five, 10 years ago. So it is definitely the case that you have long-term clients. So think about it in that way as well. All right. Number six, um, as you, when you go, um, you've got to come with a strong mindset. Different times of year, different times you'll do a trade show, there will be all different things going on in the economy, in the world. Um, there's all sorts of events that are taking place. So your mindset is super important the way that you approach things. Yes, there's, you know, the economy might be in a state of fluctuation and a bit of stress with um, interest rates or petrol prices or everything else going on. But as I said to one of my groups the other day, how many people in here have bought something in the last month? Everyone puts their hand up. Who, who spent money on non-essential items? Everyone puts their hands up. The people are still spending money. People are still going to physical shops. People are still buying gifts. People are still, you know, getting things for new babies or um, for their friend or for their workmates or so on, for their girlfriend. People are still spending money. People are still consuming. Yes, it might be different at different times of year, but there's enough customers out there for everyone. There's enough retail stores out there for everyone. There'll be some that are close. You know, after being in the business for 25 years, you see it with enough cycles that you know there's going to be retail stores that close down. Of course there are. Um, There's going to be retail stores that open up. There's going to be some people who are stronger um, than others. So there's always that going to be taking place. But knowing that there's so many different stores out there, there's so many different locations that you've probably never heard of, um, towns you've never heard of, and you can't even fathom that, you know, how well they do in their small little town that they sell lifestyle products in. You just never know these things. So going with that abundance mindset that there's enough customers out there for you, there's enough customers who are buying from those retail stores. So really having the right um, attitude is going to be a really make a big difference as well. So you're not everyone's going to be right for you. That's definitely true. People are going to walk past you and not stop at you. You might not have many orders at all, but what is it doing to be at the trade show for brand awareness? And what happens as you build on that for every time that you, um, what lessons can you learn from that as well? So really projecting a positive energy um, each day, starting each day afresh as well. Don't worry about what's happened in the day before or stress about that you didn't have enough orders yesterday so you're manic and crazy every time someone comes up to your stand um, because you're desperate for a sale. So really having the right um, attitude and mindset to approach each day as it is. So each each um, customer as they come on the stand, treat them like a new customer, you know, um, a new possibilities for what um, options are available. Make sure you have enough sleep, that you're well rested, that you have enough food. You know, do you need to do a walk in the morning or, um, you know, meditation? What positive um, mantras or affirmations can you tell yourself each morning, each day? So really thinking about these things too, because that's when you're going to bring your best self and bring the best attitude to the trade show too. I really feel like if there's negative sort of energy around, then people can feel that too. So making sure that you're thinking and considering these things as well and not just sort of, you know, like projecting the worst case scenario of I'm not going to make any sales, it's going to be terrible, oh, my God, stressing out. So really trying to focus on that as well. As I said, stockers 
generally don't have a huge turnover. So as everyone you pick up is a build for next time. So wholesale is like that long-term build. So every time you pick up a new store, treat them as if they're a really long-term customer and nurture the relationship and really get to know people and um, understand what their needs are, what's going to help them sell more products faster. Like understand things about your customers so then you can help build those long-term relationships with them. All right. Um, so that's six tips. I'm just going to cover those quickly again. So one is don't treat it like a market. Remember, you've got that different vibe and different approach. So how are you going to set up your stand so that it suits the trade show, not a market stand? Um, number two is make sure you don't you remove all those barriers to buying. Put your prices there. Put your physical catalogs there. Have people available who know the product who can talk to about what the product can do for them. Have great point of sale um, display so people can actually see how it looks in store or in situ. Number three is the pretty woman one scenario. Don't just make assumptions about people, about budgets, about the stores based on external factors. Okay, so just have an open mind about what what a potential buyer could bring to you or what they could be for you. Number four is make sure you know your terms and conditions and your supply chain information so that you're well informed to in um, you know let your stockers buyers know that as well. Number five is you treat each sale as a small amount. So thinking about long-term, what is possible long-term, build long-term relationships. Number six, number six is you go with the wrong mindset. So bring your positive mindset, bring your abundance mindset, bring that to the show, um, turn up every day with a new attitude, new, new start to every day. So make sure you do that. All right, so trade show tips, uh, mistakes that you might want to avoid. I hope these little bits of information has helped you sort of get ready, get prepped. So if you want any more tips, if you want to grab some more information, you can watch my free webinar on trade show essentials. I'll put the link in the show notes. And if there's anything else you want to find out about, um, send me a DM DM on Instagram. And I look forward to sharing some more information with you soon. And I'll um, see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon.